Under the Helmet. You'll do your thing, all right? Don't be nervous, okay? The show that looks at long-term player value in fantasy football. It's the moment right here. We're going to have to decide what type of team we want to be. Building Dynasties each and every week. I don't even know your name. What's your name? Chad Parsons. I'm telling you, man, you're leading the league in hydration. I got a Dynasty team reaping rewards for the next decade. Find written and premium audio content at uthdynasty.com. Playing it safe in Dynasty means you're going to lose. Stop talking about it, man. Let's get this going right now. Welcome to Under the Helmet. Look at some long-term player value in fantasy football. I'm your host, Chad Parsons. It's Scott Fishbowl Week. And while you know many listeners are not in the format, uh, some are. I'm not going to talk about the specifics of the format, but I want to talk about what Scott Fishbowl means to us, the dynasty owners, the GMs, the drafters out there, as we go through our exercise of dynasty team building and ultimately dominance in the format. And so Scott Fishbowl is a classic example where the target moves, where you go into May and you don't really know what the twists and turns of the format are going to be. That could be lineup related. A lot of times it's going to be scoring related. And while we don't get scoring changes in existing dynasty leagues, I think it's really important to know that going into a startup draft, and frankly, it could be you need a reminder every time you get into the annual draft or auction that all these twists and turns mean you have to be more prepared. And when I go through, and this is the perfect summer months to discuss this, and I see it on a regular basis through email discussions, uh, requests for custom draft boards, preparing uh, UTH listeners and subscribers and super fans for their drafts, that the twists and turns are going to keep coming. We're seeing so much customization with tight end scoring, tiered PPR, point per target, uh, point per carry, uh, a lot of twists. It could be point per completion and then subtract it out for sacks and attempts and all these different twists that we have to be ready. And the know your format phraseology has never been more paramount for your dynasty leagues. I have folks, I have a league that I just discussed on a UTH patron bonus podcast for the week, a premium show that there is a format that I guarantee if we polled all 12 owners, now I'm in there as well, but I guarantee there'd be at least some that right now without checking, and we've been in this league for more than two years. It was a 2021 early in the off season, if memory serves, startup draft. And I would bet that there's a, uh, a handful. And so it may not be half, but it's probably at least three, four, five that right now they could not tell you what the tight end scoring is. Why is this? Because it's tiered and it's also not normal or typical. And I think that's very important. And I would say this, when you prepare, when you're the type that is going to go through line by line, and it may seem, again, maybe a lot of these leagues, it may seem like it's um, not really required. Oh, this is a stock PPR league. Is it? You better triple check. You better read all the rules. You better look at the league settings. You better look at the league scoring. And that's why, uh, anyway, the, and the reason I say that about the league that I'm in is because the way tight ends are handled is not applicable for the scoring. And you can say, oh, it's tight end premium. We have in 2023 Dynasty Land so many different ways to actually premium uh, premium element to the to a position. Tight end is the most common. 
In this league, there's actually a wide receiver premium. There's some different elements of scoring for quarterback, which are not common. But at tight end, the new thing that I've seen that gets hidden and brushed under the rug is the scoring uh, for yardage. And so you might put it there and you're like, oh, it's 1.5 PPR. Okay, is the yardage the same? Better make sure. Uh, Are there premiums if you have big games? Are they juiced to the moon? These are some phrases that I use because... There are a lot of different ways where you can get a 25%, 50%, 100% bonus and premium for yardage. You could do that for PPR. Um, there's a lot of dil- point per target. There's a lot of different elements. I'm in multiple leagues that have all the elements I just said. And so you have to look at what was the historical scoring. You have to do the work. You'd be, be an investigator, a detective for your format. So, and it's amazing. If you're in 5, 10, 15 leagues, maybe beyond that, you have to go and check. Like every once in a while, don't assume you get a trade offer. If you're not ironclad positive, okay, I've been in this league. I know it. It's stock PPR. Okay, it's super flex. Well, is it six point passing touchdown? Is it four point? I'm not going to say this means that you're going to accept or deny the trade based on that most of the time, but you've got to have a good working knowledge there. And a lot of times you're going to get there in the format and or you're going to click on the page it's not going to be in the title your league is not going to be uh you know joe's uh super fantastic dynasty league and it, like right there in the title on mfl or another league it's going to say with you know 1.5 ppr for tight end four point passing touchdown it's not going to it's not going to baby step you and have everything there in the description i have yet to see one that actually has all the twists and turns uh, listed there in the actual title of the league and moniker. Therefore, you got to know. And you know, if you have any question about it, go make sure you look at the league setting and scoring. Refresh yourself if you're going through a trade that could affect rookie draft values. That could affect the positions in question. So Scott Fishbowl is the time of year that, frankly, this should be an annual tradition. Know your league. Know your rules. And I didn't even get into the rule part, but just the scoring part. It's 2023, and more times than ever, we're seeing customization, especially at tight end, but it could be at point per carry. If someone just says that, like I'm trying to train people, and I'm started in the very close-knit circle of the VIP chat, when we send out, hey, I'm in a startup draft, I'm, uh, you know, here's a trade, I'm training so that we can more effectively communicate as a UTH budding dominant dynasty community here of owners that when when someone just asks a question that makes sure you know it's okay this is one uh one quarterback stock ppr okay now i kind of have a general sense of what that league is because what i don't like is it can be it's all about timeliness and we need to train ourselves because in season we don't got time to go back and forth five times. So when someone says, and this is just, again, one of my pet peeves, uh, there's no one particular that does this where it's like, oh, this is the uh, the Chris rule. Like it's not, it's not about one particular person. But I, what slows down the process is when, for example, uh, here's a classic case. Something like someone says, again, oh, it's, uh, it's one quarterback, one quarterback stock PPR. Would you do this trade? And I answer it. And then the comeback is, even if it's, uh, you know, even if it's uh, tight end premium, well, you didn't say it was tight end premium. Or what if they say, oh, well, it's only 18-man rosters. Well, you didn't say that. Like, if there's something graphic like that, like if you say shallow rosters, okay, that could change the answer. 
you know, if you say deep rosters or deep starting lineup, uh, if and especially if you say tight end premium, ambiguous, erroneous, <laughs> ambiguous, because it could be 1.5, could be 2, could be 1.75. I've seen some that are 1.25, and they're like, really? You wouldn't take that deal? Well, the tight end premium is so, it's like a grain of sand. Let's be realistic here. They're getting an extra quarter of a point per reception. How many tight ends are even catching four or five balls in a week to give them an extra point? What are we talking here? So comparing that to two PPR with some juiced yardage, and you're like, yeah, they're through the roof, to the moon. So uh, that's what I'm. Uh, so I'm trying to train folks so that I can more effectively be. And I think it's a good example here of just talking about your format of just having some sem- semblance of uh, a format where it's okay, super flex, and w- and when you say tight end uh, premium. You got to say, is it 2 PPR, 1.5? We really don't have a standard sitting here. And then well, what I've learned is we go we go 2 tight end P. Uh, so that means it's 2 tight end starting plus a premium. And hopefully you clarify what that premium is. We, we have to learn the language. It's like coding. It's like learning Japanese. It's like uh, learning a math language that you need to be able to communicate with peers. And so that, again, just to mention how that affects me as the analyst and as the, uh, you know, resource for answering questions is that when someone gives a complete question, and I know it takes an extra second, you know, uh, five, 10 seconds, let's say, of actually typing out in a chat or an email what the format is, but it prevents the going back and forth. Because if it's a trade and you send it, Within an hour or two, again, it could be much quicker. It could be longer. But I come back to you with an answer or the worst case is I have a follow-up question. I say, is that tight end? You know, if you just say, hey, would you trade Dallas Goddard and Devonta Smith for 102? Okay, well, I don't know anything. You included a position that has premiums, doesn't have premiums. Uh, is it shallow? Is it deep? 12 team, 8 team, 16 team? I, I have no idea. So there's really nothing there. So I can do my best, but it's really, I will say, I don't think it's my job to say, well, if it's super flex, you know, I like it. And then you say, well, if it's too tight, but if it's too tight end as well, I don't like it. And you start answering three, four different questions as a, or if I have follow-up questions, it could take a whole day. I come back with that. It's a few hours later, boom, I get the response and it includes something that may have another question involved. They're like, but, you know, Dallas Goddard, you know, is my only decent tight end. Okay, well, you didn't say that. You know, if, if there's something that you think is important, then it's probably important to someone you're asking. You know, if you ask your co- coworker at work, where you're like, hey, um, do I need to do my, my time cards on a Saturday? And it's like, well, there's probably more information than you need to ask for that. Like, are you in a position where you have to do time cards? Is it an overtime situation? I'm just, I, I'm, I'm totally out of my depth. But my point is, like, there might be follow-up questions applicable to that basic question because you didn't provide, like, well, I'm in a different department than you, you know, and, and we do time cards this way. You might do it a different way. Um, and, you know, and Saturday counts as overtime. So do we have to do time cards? Like, there's a lot to that. So I know this is a long, uh, prolonged opening to the show, But I think it's very important because Scott Fishbowl every single summer reminds me of how things change. Now, they change it basically every year. However, in Dynasty, we're in enough leagues that basically 
to to remember well my seventh league here is you know 1.5 for tight end this other one penalizes quarterback scoring a lot even though they're both super flex this one has 20 man rosters this one's 30 this one's two tight end and when Things start flying in season where you're doing waiver wires. You're assessing the trade market. Uh, people are sending you offers. Finally, right? Uh, the league woke up. All of this information is coming at you, and that's why having a good working... I'm not saying you have to have an Excel sheet with all the details right there. You could, or you could even have a screenshot on your phone, maybe uh, uh, the Note Notepad app. So if you don't want to go into the settings and scoring and everything anytime, maybe you have a little alphabetical list or something that shows uh, anything that you need to jog your memory and remind you that this is the way we're playing this league. Um, So again, it doesn't just apply to startup drafts. It doesn't just apply to the annual draft in your league, but it is vital to know these twists and turns so that you can properly, and frankly, the analysts you trust in your circle can can properly assess uh, to make the best trades humanly possible to help your team. And knowing your league and knowing your scoring and your format is a critical element to understanding positional value, rookie pick value, as well as team building concepts. I want to take a minute to tell you quickly about the UTH Patreon content. You can find it at patreon.com slash UTH. And one of my favorite things, in addition to the VIP chat, I've mentioned that a bunch. You can try it out for a month. If you got your rookie draft going on or you got a startup draft, man, getting that in your back pocket. We have so many discussions. We go, I, I swear we go round by round with folks with insightful questions. They show their team build so far. They discuss trading in their startup draft. They are so far ahead of the game to dominate from the outset of these dynasty leagues that signing up for the VIP chat, even for one month to kick the tires, try it out and dominate your startup draft this, these summer months. Um, it's just such a value boost. And what I, what I love about the VIP chat is we all learn together. You get a ton of data points of questions, positional value. When anything happens in season is unbelievable because we talk about actual bidding strategy in depth every single week. We talk about who the buy and sell players are as we work through the week. We talk about those late Friday and Saturday pickups on a weekly basis. And we even talk lineups. So the complete picture is there in the VIP chat with the best dynasty owners on the planet. I say that every time because it's true. It is true. I see them operate. I see them dominate their leagues. And I see the way they approach player value, team construction, and the insightful questions they supply on a regular basis. But I do VIP shows for them. That's the thing. They suggest topics. Just last week, um, I put in uh, when I was on uh, a little vacation uh, from uh, creating content before I went on vacation, VIP uh, preview uh, of one of those types of shows, my favorite premium settings currently out there that I see in the Dynasty Marketplace. I talk about trade being in trade jail. That was another VIP strategy session. I went through a redraft versus Dynasty ADP series uh, here in the month of July that you're going to get as a UTH patron. And I talk about uh, the Tim Tort show on a weekly basis, instructive dynasty trades. And again, the VIP sessions, um, I, I discussed in depth going through the MFL menu uh, and settings there of going through MFL hacks. If you're in a bunch of leagues, if you're just in a few on MFL, how can you optimize your time at my fantasy league with those 
uh, with with just handling the menu, which changed in 2023. How do I use it, and how can we prep to save time, save those those nanoseconds and minutes as we get to the regular season and the bullets start to fly uh, for us to win our leagues? So all that is what you get. Again, the VIP chat alone is worth it as an all pro patron at Patreon.com/uth. Wanted to finish out this week on the free Under the Helmet podcast uh, to show you some of the content you get, uh, I would say, on the entry level of, of premium content here. And this is from Andrew on Twitter. He mentions that he's horrible at lineup decisions and talks about the concept of getting better players <laughs> so that lineup decisions aren't tough. And I talk about this all the time. But it, so many things in Dynasty feed together. I've talked about turn how you can spin your weakness into a strength or your weakness into a to-do list item and something where you don't necessarily have to and i i would say lineup decisions essentially are some little micro version of playing dfs playing dfs is tough playing dfs is uh, a really uh, difficult betting marketplace that is highly efficient it's highly competitive and just like Vegas, uh, in terms of betting on actual games, so it is 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 such a tough, uh, efficient marketplace to consistently win. I, I think lineups are are similar, and so I, I've said before. So I'm going to take this two prong. The first thing is, if you want to actually improve lineup decisions, look at the macro. And I d- discuss every week. I actually put out on on Patreon a lineup matrix. Uh, decision-making matrix where it goes through start rate and this bakes in so many different websites that people use it's hundreds if not thousands of and, and again it doesn't have to be a dynasty league redraft and dynasty they're set lineups the same way in week one week six and if you go and look at start rates there is a high trend of taking the higher guy and it produces better results there's a few flat tiers across the skill positions but in general just you know we are trying to be smarter than a pretty efficient marketplace of start rate data and people try to get super cute that when you start looking at oh well this uh this matchup is really good well it's baked into the start rate and unless it's late breaking late news friday into saturday into sunday you're sitting there you're looking you're setting your lineup on on friday saturday sunday morning you're, it's already in there. 98% of the players, the start rate data is there. It's not going to move much. It's it's locked in. And so that's the first thing is I have pretty much outsourced 95% at least of my lineup decisions just by, oh, we're going to go with start rate. It looks at streamers. It looks at potential guys to pick up um, if you need it. But your in-house options, and we're getting close to lineup season. It doesn't feel like it. We're a couple months away. You're going to set your week one lineup. And the more data we get, the more we include. Just This is an Adam Harstead from Football Guys type concept, which is when you have a lot of, you would rather have a big sample size as opposed to a small sample size. And the more you start to parse it out and you're like, oh, well, this is a sample size of two players. Look how great this is. Probably not big enough. And and so for lineup decisions, you want to do the same thing. When you have hundreds and thousands of leagues that are all making these lineup decisions, and you can use that data, and when you say, I'm going to start the 45% guy over the 65% guy, you get everything that you deserve. And I, I guarantee over a bigger sample of a season, 
over all of your leagues, over a couple of your leagues, that you're going to want to do it with the data you have. Now, if you're in the same tier, yeah, get a little nuanced. You know, you know what, what are you feeling? That's an actual decision that you're making. But going back to the first part of Andrew, uh, which again, you want to get better at the lineup decisions, sure. But I think the thing we control in Dynasty Leagues the most is making our lineup, our, our roster, so that we have fewer of those. You still may have defenses and kickers many weeks with waiver wire options plus what you have. However, on the skill positions, if you just, like once an off season, once a six to nine month period, can you make a trade so you get an auto start player? Wouldn't that be great? I mean, think about it. If you got eight guys in your lineup, let's say, and say five or six of them are, yeah, don't think about it. They just go in there. They're in my lineup. I'm gonna, every week they're healthy, I'm gonna click them. I mean, even if they're having a down year, let's talk about, oh, Mike Evans had a down year in 2022. You still click, click that button every time. That's an auto start player. If you're going to ride and die with them because you know the upside is big, a down game, you know, two catches for 12 yards is not going to push you off of that player, then this is the type of definition and profile you're looking for. And so if you got five, I'm going to go low. If you got five auto start players in eight spots for the skill positions, if you add one by, you know, from now till week one, you're at six. What if during the season you're poking around September, October, eh, what teams are falling out of it? Do they have auto start players? Especially do they have auto start players at spots that I don't have one? I still need one. You can go from five right now to six before the season to seven by midseason. How many lineup decisions you're making now? One. You got one rotational spot. It may go to a starting running back that was on your bench because they were a backup a week or two before by midseason. This is how you need to macro think about your league, think about lineups, and again, make fewer lineup decisions even possible by getting more auto start players and clarifying situations which you need clarity. I've talked about this before. Maybe you got three quarterbacks. I get this question annually at certain points where it's, oh, I've got three quarterbacks. I play the matchup, and the guy that's blowing up all the time happens to be on my bench. I put them in their lineup. Guess what? I still bench the wrong guy. And, you know, I look and it's typically guys that all had, you know, 38 to 51% start rates. Yeah, those are tougher decisions. You didn't have any 95% guys. You didn't have auto start, you know, in your QB1 spot. That's going to make your QB2 starter a little bit easier on you. You're choosing between two guys and not three for two where you could easily, easily pick the wrong guy or guys. And so that's an environment where, that's where you look to upgrade. One of those quarterbacks plus a first, boom, you get an auto start player. Now you're cooking. You just increased. You might have three or four guys on your on your lineup radius that are auto starts. And at quarterback, you're struggling. Both of those spots, the QB1 and the Superflex spot, you're struggling. But you get that auto start player, you fix something. You actually fix something on your team and in your lineup and in this decision making where, again, lineup decisions are really tough. And we're getting closer to lineup season. So if you can clarify that by getting durable profiles that you trust that you're going to ride and die with, a down game is not going to push you off of them. Where some of these flimsy players, a down a down month, and you're going to be out. They're going to be on your bench. And you know what? You're never going to get that rebound game. You're never going to get that rebound spot because you don't trust them. I get it. But anyway, uh, I think there's two prongs to this. A, you can address it face on. You can get better at lineup decisions, which again, I would automate the process a little bit. 
The other part is, what if you reduce the number of lineup decisions you have to make? And that's the other part that goes into trading. It goes into how you're approaching the offseason, the regular season, and looking and headhunting for profiles that fit that criteria to you and for the format. So good stuff from Andrew. And again, this is high impact series. This is how you end up improving your holster of tools and weapons as a dynasty owner and GM. Thanks so much for listening this week. We are getting there. We're, we're close to NFL activities. I, I keep checking my watch. When are, when are these veteran running backs going to sign and finally give us clarity on where we stand for the preseason and on into the regular season with the running back depth charts across the NFL? We're still waiting on that. Uh, there's some uh, news and, and some that are still going to drop in terms of finding how we feel about week one. It's about placing bets. It's about profiles, but I think some of the keys, and it really started with with Andrew's comment on Twitter on what we need to be thinking about, about improving our lineup, improving profiles, and creating a more durable dynasty roster these months of the year. And I mentioned earlier on about a startup draft and how you can get a custom UTH draft board by signing up. Uh, I don't mention uh, it in detail earlier in the show, but sign up as a three-month or 12-month trade calculator subscriber, and all you have to do is shoot me an email and say your format, say when the draft starts, and shoot, shooting a link of what the league settings are so I don't have follow-up questions as well, but dynasty auction or draft, you're just going to supercharge your results. And even better, Maybe you want to get the draft board and you want to go to the VIP chat so you can get pretty much instantaneous. I would say it's very quickly, especially when you're on the clock, you're coming up on the clock, you're talking about available options. Some of these team builds that these UTHers go into drafts, it's fish in a barrel. They're they're having such great results because they're hidden assassins in there. If I go into a startup draft, you know, things are a little more difficult, you know, still doing really well uh, in terms of t- initial team builds. But some of the trades that I see folks able to make moving up their board, getting studs, getting auto start players, making big time trades, building out dominant rosters and dominant lineups from the outset, winning now and winning later with their startup builds is unbelievable with these results that we're seeing over and over again these summer months over at patreon.com UTH. Thank you so much for listening. And again, if you enjoy this show, I implore you, General Manager Plus, you get a uh, money-back guarantee, and you're just going to get more. Um, I'm on pace for record, uh, record podcasts this season. And that's not going to stop these micro shows, five minutes, 10 minutes on a specific player, specific topic so that you get the bite sized, basically an audiobook chapter instead of searching around. Some people record hour shows, two hour shows. It's tough to find the material, even if they list it, list, list the uh, order of events on their, their show notes. It could still be difficult uh, to, to find that search, seek to what you actually want to listen to. You can pass on an episode if I'm not talking about what you like. And you can also go back and listen to that five-minute segment two or three times if you need it or going back. Hey, uh, two weeks ago, we talked about this wide receiver or this passing game situation. And now I got a trade that's involving Rashad Bateman. I'm going to go listen to that. So that's the type of organization I am seeking on the premium side so that you can more optimize your dynasty research and time. I am Chad Parsons. Until next time, never settle, refuse to be average, and keep building those dynasties.